You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, hey, and welcome back to Fly in the Call, candid conversations on music. Today we have a guest that's pretty much the definition of a buzz band, Snarls. Musically, the band blends emo, pop, shoegaze, alternative rock, and more while creating a spacious environment for the listener. Though their debut album, Burst, just came out last week, the band has seen write-ups from the likes of Rolling Stone, NPR, MTV, and more. In this episode, we talk about sitting on Burst for a year, building a team around the band, writing, and exploring opportunities of growth. So I saw in one of like the write-ups that I read um, that for you guys, the EP was essentially kind of figuring out what kind of band that you wanted to be. Um, so I have some questions around like the identity of the band and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess I kind of wanted to start out by just asking like, what kind of band is it that you figured out that you wanted to be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we like a lot of things. We we like emo bands and we like alt rock bands and we like pop rock bands. And so it's hard. We're all very much influenced by all that kind of stuff. And so it's hard to nail down like one thing for us, but <laughs> I feel like at, at the moment, at the moment we're pretty honed in on this, like, like alt emo rock. That's like, like emo tone, but mm-hmm but pop lyrics and like pop <laughs> melodies, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's also something that I've been seeing more of lately as well. So yeah. it, it seems like you're like plugged into that kind of uh, similar like pattern that everyone else is kind of falling into as well, or not pattern, mm-hmm. but like the same kind of like influences are kind of hitting at the same for sure. time for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess having a little bit of a better idea of, um, you know, the kind of band that you did want to be, how did that kind of affect the process of the writing and recording of the LP? Hmm. I don't, I don't know if it did. Honestly. <laughs> I think we, like, we've talked before about how we really liked the song 20 off the mm-hmm. EP. And like, I think there are some songs on the album that are kind of like model or not even modeled after that song. They're kind of in the same vein, but I mean, then with songs like walk in the woods and like marbles and you know, some others off the record, like it's a totally different direction than 20. So I don't know. (laughs) There's like a clear, sorry. (laughs) Oh, no worries. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So like, I feel like, 
you know, that identity, the identity of the band, the way that you like kind of portray yourselves seems to be kind of like an important part of um, Snarls and like Burst as an album, um, like mm-hmm. with the, the genre, like glitter, emo, alt rock being kind of super specific and fitting in really well with the artwork and um, like the band bio using the metaphor of um, blooming in 2019 in order to blossom in 2020, which also, you know, kind of fits into the, the Burst uh, title of the album. Um, so can you tell me about kind of like how you went about like crafting that and, you know, keeping it as kind of like, um, you know, like a, a kind of like presenting yourselves as like this solidly formed thing? Yeah, I don't. Sorry, this is Max, by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't think any of us really are that worried about our image, but we are all like really artistic people and want to create this like holistic view of ourselves in like every medium that we present ourselves in mm-hmm. so um like not just the music but also our social media presence and our art that accompanies the music um we kind of just want to bring that all together like under one glittery umbrella i guess <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah I mean, I mean can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of like what kind of like thoughts go into it and how you kind of you know keep everything balanced i don't know i've <laughs> I feel like, hmm. To me, it feels really natural. I was just about to say that. I think there's, we haven't like sat around and had big meetings about our visuals or anything. It's just, we, I mean, we've shared images that we've been inspired by. And then um, like a couple of us are photographers. We're all very into like fashion and visual art and stuff like that. So I think it, it did come very naturally for us. It was just, you know, we bounced around a couple ideas, picked what we liked and mm-hmm. kind of went from there. But um, it has become like, there are some things that have really stuck with us, like down to the nitty gritty of like the types of like glitter that we use and the types of stickers that we use. Like that has, we've kept that the same to kind of have a similar vibe and like cohesiveness about our visual art but that wasn't like a a big decision in the beginning it just kind of we liked it and we ran with it but it was all very organic in the beginning for sure mm-hmm. for sure so you're gonna need to tell me more about these different types of glitter what are they <laughs> <laughs> target has the best glitter oh my gosh the yes. one like there's this one that's in a silver tin and it's these gold stars and like we use that so much it's on all of it's on the album artwork. It's on all the single artwork. We love that. That one glitter. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, and then in like in the stereo gum right up for like the Walk in the Woods premiere, um, you were kind of talking about how it came, how the song came out of like the major changes in the group, like stuff like graduations and kind of like coming into your own and figure out who you are and what you're about. Um, I'm just curious how that kind of like affect, like how the intertwining of um you know the growth as a band and the growth as people um how that kind of like affected each side of things Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. let's see that's i think it. us spending a lot of time together just kind of reflects what we're all going through personally and then since we're together like going through it together it just manifest itself within our music just kind of naturally i don't know that yeah that's a hard one to answer i feel like it with our writing like a lot of the instrumentals come first and that's you know just kind of us 
feeling each other out, you know, in the room and everything. There's, and like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Hi, <laughs> close, close here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So like the instrumental, you know, it's, there's a thought process, but we're not reflecting on that kind of stuff. But then I don't know. I feel like the lyrics, while we are, while we all relate to them, they've been a little more personal to like Chloe and Riley's. Yeah. And you know, I feel like, development. Views, yeah. yeah. And, and like, when we write these songs with like all these emotions and all this confusion about it, it's like, that's kind of just like our coping mechanism for what we're feeling. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I don't know. Like we, I feel like we feel those things. We write the song and then we're like, okay, we're going to make it. This is snarls and we want everyone to hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to be emo bots together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you mentioned like kind of the instrumentals coming to being the first thing that comes together. Um, and I feel like Burst has, you know, kind of a much fuller sound than um, the EP. And I'm curious kind of how that um, like evolution came about and how you went about like crafting that sound. We wrote, I mean, this is the answer like every time. So <laughs> please like anyone throw any, every, anything else in. Um, we wrote a song called 20 and we were like that we, that's the direction we wanted to go. And so yeah. that just kind of followed. I feel like more naturally than consciously. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely all said out loud, like, I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. I think also with, like, the new album specifically, like, our producer, John, had a big part in, like, making that a lot more full. And yeah. I think that fullness is reflected in our live show, too. Like, it's not just purely on the album, but he definitely helped us, like, um I don't know like find the perfect spaces for all of us to kind of live in within the song and then he put his magical touch on on every song and made everything sound like a glittery firework (laughs) for sure yeah I I feel like the kind of um like full sound is kind of like reminiscent of um you know like a lot of like the shoegazy stuff is that something that was like an influence on you I think it was for me, but I wasn't really aware of it. Uh, yeah, yes. I don't know what shoegaze was, and then when someone told me, I was like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like a, yeah. an intentional thing. I guess we weren't really hip to it, but a lot of people have brought it up, and we're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we did those yeah, bands, cool." cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean that. It kind of like I feel like it's always nice when you hear bands say that that like there's not like the influences that they have like kind of shine through but they weren't like specifically like trying to like sound like this band or that band yeah Um, (laughs) so like I guess can you tell me a little bit more about how you kind of like like how the writing process works like with the instrumentals coming together and then leading into the like the lyrics and stuff um like how does that initial like the seeds of the songs come together it's so natural like one of us just kind of starts playing something I wish I had a more concrete answer for you but it's just crazy how it kind of happens like we are all so good at communicating with each other um and there's just, just like, like by looking like we yeah there's talk just much. there's yeah. just an intuitiveness that we all have yes I that's like, weird. I don't know it's it's weird you know? you, yeah it usually is just sparked by I mean Chloe could even just come into the room with like I like this like two bar phrase on guitar what can we do with this and we'll just build a a whole song out of it and sometimes lyrics are written on the spot sometimes they're you know after the fact or sometimes you know she'll come with a line or something like that but yeah it kind of goes like 
Riley will come with a baseline or I'll come with a part or something, you know, like it, yeah, it's, it's very natural, very mm-hmm. collaborative for sure. So, so it comes together more like in the room rather than, you know, each of you working right. on separate parts. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like we don't, I mean, I don't really practice anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of do everything here and we somehow all just remember what we did. <laughs> Brad. Um, and I, I read that um, like the album has been kind of like finished re- being recorded since like last spring. Um, and, you know, you're working on getting together like with a label for a while and stuff like that. And um, so like what other than like, you know, getting a label, like what has been kind of like the main focus of that time for you? Um, really, we wanted I don't know if there was like really much other than like not necessarily just a label, but we were just spending a lot of time like figuring out the best way to distribute it, whether it was a record dealer, whether it was just a distro dealer or publishing or some, something like that. But um, yeah, we just didn't want to like just throw it out <laughs> into the world without, you know, saying anything about it or I don't know. So yeah, we, we did spend a lot of time like just, emailing and emailing and emailing people and it was very frustrating and very discouraging and we were so so close to giving up until (laughs) joe decided to be the most amazing person ever and (laughs) give us a chance (laughs) nice and and, um i guess in those kind of like planning stages like figuring out how you want to present it what was kind of like what has been you know your biggest like accomplishment as far as like the rollout like what have you been most happy with so far (laughs) sorry everything is so new and exciting to us it's like literally I was just talking about like every day there's just something like my life gets crazier every (laughs) single day like it's insane as if it already doesn't do that I know but like (laughs) I mean every time we get a message from our managers it's we're always just like what what did you just say to us like can you come again yeah I think the best like and most exciting part for me has been just building our team. Like we have a lot of really amazing people who are supporting us right now. And I like, I could not be happier with the working relationships and friendships that we're building with these people. And they're really putting in like so much effort for us. It's really amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's really awesome to hear. I feel like a lot of times, you know, especially like younger bands or it's you know it's so easy to like ha- hear like a first offer from someone and kind of just like go for that but it, it's really cool to hear that you're kind of like focusing on those relationships aspect of things mm-hmm. yeah we were very clear and honest with each other in the beginning about like don't just take the first thing that comes by you know we got to be smart and everything and so yeah we're we're very happy with where we're at right now it's mm-hmm. exciting yeah, and, and you mentioned kind of like, you know, so many opportunities and stuff popping up and, you know, obviously you've had features on like Rolling Stone and PRMTV and like all that stuff. Like how how has that stuff kind of like felt for you, like being such a young band and like have you kind of, how has it changed things so far? Like, it, it doesn't okay. feel real. Yeah, yeah, it is it's hard real. Yeah. yeah. Still, still at this point, it's like, oh that really happened it was like, so, it's so recent yeah it's so recent so but I feel like it, collectively it's really like opened our eyes to our potential 
mm-hmm. and and to the fact that our hard work is paying off and mm-hmm. we're not just or obviously we're not just doing this for nothing you know and it's like well we got those awesome write-ups on those awesome websites from awesome people and now we have an awesome team that constantly is working for us and working so hard and always communicating with people, you know, getting us in touch with the right people. And it's just, I don't know, it's making everything. It's just really nice to feel, to see it happening and know that it's happening and to know that we have people who are helping us grow. It makes it feel worth it. Yeah. It's just so worth it. Off off of what you said, like, um, Man, I forget exactly what you said, but <laughs> we back up a couple steps. Um, it's reassuring um, just because we are kind of at that age. Like I didn't go to school. I'm not in school. I would still be in school if I did go. Um, I'm at that point in my life where it's like, I need to figure something out here. <laughs> um, so, I mean, not that I, I still don't know what's going to happen, but um, all of this coming towards us is like, making this leap feel a little safer yeah for sure that makes sense absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i I think it's probably also helpful too that like you how you mentioned you have like a team kind of together already like it's also probably making things a little bit less overwhelming with you know kind of that stuff coming in (laughs) (laughs) it's still kind of crazy but it's definitely a huge relief to have other people dealing with with (laughs) yeah like it it still is like a full-time job, but it feels more like 40 hours a week and not like 60. Yeah. So it's, it's good. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I feel like, um, the way I kind of like discovered snarls was, um, I think Joe had sent out an email, you know, like right before the pre-orders dropped, just kind of like a blanket press email, just being like, mm-hmm. yo, check out this band. Like I think he might dig them. And then it feels like for like a week or two after that, like just on my feed, it kept kind of like, popping up i'd see the name snarls like here and then there and then like oh this friend is tweeting about them like so it's like it almost it felt very like organic the way that i came into like checking you out and also like mm-hmm. almost like the definition of like a buzz band i guess in a way um, <laughs> and so i guess i'm curious how that feels on your side like seeing all these people kind of like you know do, are you seeing like fans like coming on consistently just because of like how much people are talking about you yeah Yeah, it's been insane like the growth has been unreal the past couple weeks like I I can't even like process it I just can't believe there's actually that many people like listening there's, to there's our a, music there's, there's a japanese blog who like puts us on playlists and stuff i, I know i'm like cool. why are people across the world listening to our music <laughs> like that's what? so cute i love it but yeah it's like i don't know we don't really get super caught up in like our numbers, you know, followers and streams and stuff, but like it, those have been really reassuring the past couple weeks, like to mm-hmm. just see some crazy growth there has yeah. been pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the most exciting thing for me is like just seeing it in new places. Like mm-hmm. Columbus isn't, you know, our huge city anymore. Like we are getting listeners all around the world, which is really crazy, like, really crazy <laughs> and really cool and humbling. Yeah. For it sure. feels weird. I like, I mean, just, it's a really simple statement. It's just, like, we made this, and people like it enough to, like, talk about it. It's, like, that ends with a question mark. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. 
Yeah, and I mean, we I kind of like mentioned before uh, we were talking about how um, you know the album's been done for close to a year now, and you know I feel like a lot of the themes on it are kind of like about self discovery and growth. And so I'm curious how you're kind of like how do you view it now that you know it's not out yet, but it's been kind of like finished so long and kind of like ruminating with you. <laughs> Why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, this is like, that's such a funny question. You asked me just right now specifically in my life. Cause I was like actually thinking about something kind of like that yesterday, just cause I personally have just grown a lot, like in my like habits and like, I've unlearned a lot of bad habits that I I was sort of like self-destructing at, at the time I wrote that. Um, all of the, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of the lyrics for that record. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of personal growth as well as like art. I've become just confident as a person too, just from like playing shows and like being, mm-hmm. with, being with my dudes here. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget the question, but <laughs> I think like we've definitely no. all like matured yeah, a lot yeah, since yeah. then, but it's Thank still you. really fun to like go back and, one, like, I don't know, it, it's fun, like, I don't write lyrics and I don't sing, so it's cool to hear, like, oh, that's, like, how Chloe was feeling at that time, like, I Damn, like listening, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I like listening to that, yeah. but also the lyrics are still, like, they're so very relatable. relatable to me, yeah. for sure, I mean, mm-hmm. even when you're just thinking about, I mean, many of them are about platonic relationships that, yeah. like, everybody can kind of relate to, so. That's what I like about so our songs, too, it's, like, you can flip perspective on it like Mm -hmm. in three or four different ways like per song I feel like and Mm -hmm. yeah it'll just be timeless for me I think Mm -hmm. I go back and listen to those yeah and and could you talk a little bit more about that idea of like being able to change perspectives and I guess like also how that kind of like went into while you're writing it if that was like something intentional or not oh no I mean Riley alike like we I just it's weird. I don't like think about like, I'm going to write a song about this. I just like yeah. write the song and yeah. it's like what comes out of me. It's like and, totally in the moment. And how we write too. We just like to be very blunt very again, honest. again, cause it's like, this is our coping mechanism for our emotions. So it's like, we're going to be extremely, Real. extremely forward about <laughs> exactly what we're feeling. Yeah. And it just, it comes out in a way where it can be interpreted in other ways, I guess. And yeah, and writing it, like it, it was not intentional that you were able to flip perspectives. I just now have. <laughs> and so <laughs> the songs like mean different things to me now than they did. <laughs> but like when I listen to it, I still remember how I felt when I wrote it. Yeah. And then I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that aspect of the song 20 specifically. Me too. Because it's yeah. like, you wrote that before you were 20, but then also that song can still totally apply if you're like 10 years down the road from 20 and mm-hmm. it's like, shit, that's, that's far. That's, yeah. Well, that's far away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, 20 seems further than it ought to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, t- 20 was one that I definitely wanted to hit on as well, you know, being the one that kind of like made the jump from the EP to the LP um and kind of like like hinging on the idea of like I'm not who I thought I was going to be um like can you tell me a little bit more about that and kind of like compare like your headspace where you were then versus like where you were when you recorded the EP version versus where you were when the LP version was being 
So Riley actually wrote that first verse that like coins that uh, phrase. So oh, yeah, yeah. in 20, she's saying, but I don't know, like when I wrote that first verse, I was like, I was at a point in my life, I think I was in my first semester of college. I only did one semester and then I dropped out because I hated it. <laughs> in my semester. Yeah, I was, <laughs> one, I was in my one semester of college, or maybe it was the summer after, I don't even remember. It was around that time, but it was like, I was 18 and I just dropped out of college for my band. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be 20 years old where I don't have to worry about these things, but LOL, that's wrong. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like when I wrote that, that first line specifically, I was thinking about when at 18, I was thinking about how I was 16 years old specifically. And, you know, not very independent. I was going to a, a school that I wasn't happy at. And, you know, then I wrote that at 18 and I was like, I don't know. It was kind of, I, I wrote it like that. You know, I'm not who I thought I was going to be. I kind of wrote that to motivate myself to change who I am also constantly, and, you know, to always evaluate myself and grow for the better, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, versus now it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I listen to that song and I'm just like, damn, I'm not who I thought I was going to well, be, but, it, but, it's, <laughs> but it, that's good. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> off of that, it just, it, that song constantly makes me, think about how like things align not just like with our band but just like in our lives specifically just because I, I know more deeply but I don't know you guys too um making talking about making Mac sorry <laughs> you aren't on a video chat um yeah uh that song just like I'm I'm here right now in this point in time because of all of this stuff that's happened and definitely yeah yeah, yeah. I mean that's true with anything but yeah, that's why I like that song a lot. It helps me, like, reflect. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned earlier, like, the idea of, you know, the songs taking on multiple perspectives. And I think 20 was the one that came to my mind when you mentioned that. It's the one that's kind of, like, easiest mm -hmm. to, like, kind of be amorphous and fit kind of whatever script you need at that moment. I think that's one of my favorite things about music and, I guess, art in general is um, how how many different ways a piece of art can be interpreted, not just by the the artist but by who is consuming that art our listeners mm -hmm. um i feel like a lot of people get frustrated or or scared about how their fans are gonna interpret their art but that's like what excites me about putting things out mm -hmm. is hearing how people relate to this in different ways than i do yeah mm -hmm. i mean that yeah that's great for you because a lot of people like to try to control that and like you're just gonna be happier it's like yeah. out of your control you just uh, like once we put this it. thing out it's gonna grow into a million different meanings yeah awesome. yeah i have never thought about that and that's like scary and also really cool <laughs> to me it's weird to think of like i mean it's different even just between the four of us like what the album means to us mm -hmm. but like yeah that's <laughs> crazy to think about much to think like, about thousands <laughs> of different interpretations yeah. and ideas and yeah Cool. Humanity, bro. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the world society. is big. <laughs> Collective consciousness. <laughs>
And is there anything, any of like the, out of like the initial feedback or like the, the songs that have been released so far or the write-ups that you've gotten, is there anything that's like stood out to you as either like surprising, like someone taking a song away that you didn't intend them to or anything like that? I, I think just in write-ups generally, like I talk about like being really me- melodramatic and such, but like when I see it written down, <laughs> I'm not, it's not a bad thing, but I just like they're, I feel like people think, I'm way more dramatic than I actually am because I'm the chillest motherfucker I know. But like I use those really, really concentrated feelings to write stuff. And when I talk about it, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's just how I come off to people like in write-ups. Like you're like, oh, she's, dude, that's deep. Like, yeah. Yeah. But in reality, I'm like getting that deep. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, not a specific song, but in general, I feel like, um, mm-hmm. Which is not bad. I'm I'm happy that we're getting like serious writers and people are taking our art seriously. But I would like, I like podcasts like this where they can get a glimpse of like our personality, just because we're not like serious at all ever all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if that makes sense to answer your question. Yeah. No, definitely. And so I'm curious, kind of branching off of that, like the melodramatic side of you. That are you saying that comes out kind of like more in the art or more in like the written interviews? um definitely like the art and so like when I'm talking about it I mean like it it's weird just like existing in general life like I'm a pretty chill person but when it comes to art I definitely like to put on a show I like to do like I mean even just in the not right now I'm in my work clothes but generally like my self-expression is pretty uh uh <laughs> I, I can't put it, yeah I can't put it in a fucking box yeah <laughs> um yeah with art in general I don't know um I'd say I am like I am a, I'm trying to think of the perfect analogy, like a cat basking in the sun on a couch in the, in like a, a drama queen costume. <laughs> There's a Chloeism. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also, um, one of the songs that I wanted to hit on um, that especially grabbed me was hair. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the guitar and like the choppy rhythm of both like the instrumentals and the vocals were something that, you know, stood out to me. And kind of almost like reminded me of like Nirvana in some ways. Um, and again, both like lyrically and instrumentally, it kind of feels like more angry than the rest of the album. Um, so I'm curious, mm-hmm, like, what yeah. you could kind of like, <laughs> share about that song, both on the instrumental and the lyrical side. Riley and I just wrote that together. I forget. We, we de- yeah. I, think, I think we wanted it to sound angrier. We wanted like, because like the, the whole we album. We like the angst. Yeah, we yeah. love the angst. And we hadn't really written a song that was like, super duper angsty <laughs> i truly have like Lyri- so- lyrically we have but not instrumentally, and that's how hair there's came some about. sass on that song. Yeah. yeah no to be quite honest i've like suppressed my last two years of memory so i really don't remember writing that song <laughs> at all i don't remember much <laughs> i don't think like with at least for me like when you guys came when chloe and riley came to us like with that like guitar riff and those lyrics and those like really strong harmonies like I don't think I ever imagined the song actually sounding like it does, does now but I'm so happy with it like mm-hmm. personally like my guitar I'm playing like <laughs> until the end of that song I'm playing one open string on two of every bar like I <laughs> barely play anything that was not intentional it You're was like a, it was a fill-in for like my part later you know yeah. but then it ended up just working and I like I think I had a similar approach yeah Max's drums were simple and if you want to elaborate yeah yeah I mean ahead. just like 
basically playing the simplest rock beat that mm-hmm. I could play. Yeah. And just hitting the drums really hard. Yeah. I feel like the vocals, like... They really shine on that song because of the simplicity yes, of the rest of the parts. That is what, like, in the end, I was like, I don't need to do anything else because I just want, like, the the texture of, like, those harmonies and also the lyrics to just shine through. And then... They're such weird lyrics, too. So yeah, I, they are. You can I really like them. hear them. Yeah, they're yeah. so weird. And then, you know, we decided to ball out at the end of it and yeah. go crazy. But, yeah. yeah, I love that song. It's... It's, I do love a good ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and you talked a little bit about, like, you mentioned the weirdness of the lyrics. Can you, like, tell me a little bit more about that? Oh, ain't no lemon got no lime. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember it very girl-inspired. Yeah. Especially, like, with the melody. Like, the way, like, uh, and, like our, our inflection, our vocal inflections, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't ever talk about how I, like, when I write stuff, it's just, like... <laughs> I was probably feeling weird that day, so that's what happened. <laughs> I, you with your lyrics, like, you literally will just write them down, and, like, sometimes it's, like, five minutes. They don't get edited. You're just, like, cool, roll with it. I yeah, love that yeah, about yeah, it, I really but like it's, like, it. hard to reflect on them, because it's, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that five-minute span yeah. of my life. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Also, also, this song, we wrote it because... Yeah, I forgot why we wrote it. Yeah, we wrote it because we just kind of needed like another song on the album and we had an idea <laughs> I didn't, oh, I thought you were I didn't going a different that. direction yeah we kind of had like this one song but john our producer was like mm, you could write something better that's not that song and you could save that song for a different album or whatever so we like yeah chloe and i were like okay well do you remember we need we something kind of but like we needed something different we needed something that was not completely the same as the rest of the vibe of the mm-hmm. album. I can't remember if I, like, really just pulled that song out of my butt or, like... <laughs> we definitely talked about it. Like, well, we, we were like, let's, like, have girl pool vocals. And, like, I was... In, like, what was I going was, on in our lives? Remember. Y'all were obviously <laughs> mad about something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, there was a period of time, like, a year and a half ago where I just, like, didn't... Like, I would just... I liked fuckboys a lot. I don't anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think there fuck were just some lot. cringe people in your life yeah. that didn't need to be there. And then I said, boy, bye. Yes. Yeah. I don't even want to give them that much power, though. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> um, so, so you've talked a couple of times about, um, like, the studio and your producer, and it sounds like, um, you know, a good portion of the album kind of, like, came together like fully like formed itself in the studio uh like can you tell me a little bit Mm -hmm. about like that process of recording for you yeah we um it's weird to think about but we um we very much did not have our shit together going into the studio i mean like the songs were there like some of them were super solid some of them were really fresh like riley just said one of them like we were like no after we did a demo of it no we replaced that with another one and um we got we all played in one room it was live tracked um for the drums and bass and then we overdubbed uh guitars and vocals and all the weird synth stuff that john put over it which i i love so much uh but yeah i feel like i i at least had so much fun in the studio with like you guys it was such a yeah good time. it was a good time i feel like that was like a turning point for like our 
relationship and like collaborating and writing together because mm-hmm. one thing that I love about John Fennell is that he's very blunt yes and mm-hmm. he's very like brutally honest in the absolute best way so it's like that's definitely where we learned to communicate like openly mm-hmm. and honestly not that we didn't have that before but like I feel com- more comfortable now mm-hmm. yeah I feel um, like definitely having John being the one person to like give us those blunt opinions and like mm-hmm. And we all knew, like, we didn't take any of it personally, obviously, because he's trying to help us. He's recording our record, and his opinions were his opinions on how to make us sound good. Make mm-hmm. us yeah. sound good. <laughs> he, he and us, like, we all wanted it to sound the best that yeah. it could, so that was necessary. We're all, like, pretty roll-with-it-type roll, roll with it, like type people, and I feel like that's why our songs get written so yeah. fast, too. But now, like, after that experience, I feel like we're, like... Uh, let me write that again. Uh, I can do better. <laughs> there, there is a little, yeah, more, more reflection or, like, intention. I wouldn't say it completely can dominates, like, how we write oh, our songs. But there's definitely, like, especially between, like, Max and Riley, there's more of a connection between, like, our kick drum and our bass now, you know? Like, little mm-hmm. stuff like that that we weren't necessarily thinking about that much, like, before we went to the studio. Mm-hmm. It was babies. Yeah. We was babies. We was babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you kind of like mentioned, you know, like I think you said like you you didn't fully have your shit together before going to the studio and stuff. And but I feel like Burst also works very well, you know, like as an album as a whole. Like I think I was talking to, um, I know you did Amanda from Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasions pro- podcast. I think yep. she, I think she had said, you know, it's like a perfect coming of age album. Uh, so I'm curious, like, do you view, like, Snarls and the album more as, like, a song-oriented album or, like, an album-oriented album? Hmm. I didn't even think about that. I <laughs> now think of it as a cohesive thing. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely see it as, like, an album, like a cohesive album. Yeah. I don't think I really... It's not that I didn't think it was cohesive, but I didn't see it, like as tightly knit like as we were writing yeah but like once it all came together it was like okay we we had a good theme going here (laughs) (laughs) and even like off of that i feel like we've now like even we we haven't written like a new new song yet but like we're definitely like gonna not maybe as like large of like a 180 or like a pivot that we made like from the ep to this lp but like i definitely feel like we're gonna change direction a little bit again so i couldn't see these songs fitting anywhere else besides with each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense and I think it's kind of interesting like you saying you didn't initially see it as like an album as a whole but like I think the quick way that it like kind of came together it's like you know it's kind of like that snapshot of the time that it was made so it makes sense that it does have that cohesion at the same time for sure mm-hmm. yeah absolutely awesome yeah and um I, the way that I kind of like to wrap up every episode is just by asking for either you know, either a piece of advice or just something like you've been thinking about lately, um, either about like music or life in general that you'd like to share. I've been thinking about how I need to move out of my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Good advice, Charlie. <laughs> move out your mom's house when given proper opportunities. But don't, don't need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. Yeah, like, I, don't I, I don't need to. It's just or a part. don't want to. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You shouldn't, okay, honestly, it's just, a, it's a personal goal of mine, that's what it is. <laughs> I think for me on a more serious note, um, so take advantage of 
cool opportunities that you are given while you may have youth or time or money or whatever it is that you have. We've had to make some serious lifestyle adjustments recently and I could not be happier, but it was scary, but I'm happy we're mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm just chilling. Give us your wise words. Um, Max, you be the wisest. I don't know. I'll just say like, as much as a realist and like kind of a pessimist I am, mm-hmm. nothing ever turns out as bad as I think it is. So like, I'm starting to take more risks now. And I think everyone should do that because it most likely will end up going the way you want it to or something adjacent. Um, for me, it would be to pay attention to your artistic expressions or expressions toward people in general that seem natural. They mean something. Um, you ask yourself, like, why are you, like, stuck in this bad place all the time? Why does the same thing keep happening to you? Like, make changes, do the shadow work. Um, that's what I've been up to lately. And it's, like, not fun, and it hurts a lot because it's, like, growing pain. But, yeah, do the shit. <laughs> do the shit. And the quote, do the shit. Yeah, that's what you can take away from that. Just edit all that down and just do the shit. <laughs> there you go. Another chat in the books. Be sure to check out Snarls and their album Burst, available now via Take This to Heart Records. With themes of growth and evolution, the music is perfect for this time of year as winter starts to transform into spring. Snarls may be new to the scene, they're showing no signs of slowing. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyInTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyInTheCallPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>